The following is a presentation from the Recycling Council of Alberta's 2019 Sea Change Conference held October 2nd to 4th in Jasper, Alberta. The RCA would like to thank our supporters for making this conference possible, including Platinum Sponsor, GFL Environmental, and the sponsor of this session, the City of Edmonton. In this session, we hear from Lindsay Christensen, Director of Business and Partner Development at the Plastic Bank, an organization that aims to shut off the taps of plastic pollution while empowering people to earn a living in cleanup and recycling. Lindsay explains how this one-of-a-kind social enterprise functions with the goals to build infrastructure in the world's poorest regions while enabling residents to earn a stable income and gain social services such as healthcare, tuition, and more. Collected plastic is then recycled into social plastic and used by companies to make new products. Thank you, Sherry, for that warm introduction and for Christina and the RCA for having uh, me at uh, this event to uh, share the stage with Joel and Maya to speak on this topic. It was great to see everybody out last night in their costumes. I saw some seaweeds, I saw scuba divers, I saw mermaids. Uh, where's our shipping container? Is she in here? Oh, there we go. I was thinking it might be caught in customs, but you made it, so that's good. Terrible joke to start, but uh, why not? Um, I hail from Vancouver uh, on the West Coast, and I always love to come to Jasper. This is an amazing place that is amazingly pristine, and uh, very, very grateful to be able to spend time here. So as Sherry mentioned, um, we're working towards stopping ocean plastic, and we're doing that by creating a, a life ascension platform. And I'll get into how we do that. Uh, but I thought a good place to start is really with our core values. One of the places is really thinking about how do we gather together? How do we gather together as people? How do we gather the, the plastic that needs to be uh, prevented from getting into the ocean and provide a meaningful home for that? How do we reveal the value, not only in the waste plastic itself, but in people? Yourselves in the room again, and the people that are doing the collecting in the regions of the world that we operate. We could almost put this as number one, but to act in the service of love. We've got a lot of issues in the world, and it's very easy to point the finger. Um, we get nowhere doing that quite quickly, but when we have an open heart, we can put our judgment aside and really find solutions that we can explore and move forward. And lastly is really to become, and to become the person that can make change. For us, it's not about being the people that could stop ocean plastic when we started. It was really to become those people that could stop ocean plastic. And like yourselves, um, as we're working to solve these issues in recycling, many of you might not have the solutions today, but you can become those people. So I would implore you to do that. As far as the numbers, <clears throat> you've probably heard them, 8.6 million tons of plastic entering the ocean every year. You've got one dump truck of plastic entering the ocean every minute, which is a daunting number. And 80% of this plastic is coming from um, a lot of the places in the world that aren't set up to, with any collection or recycling infrastructure that can manage this plastic waste. So we're at a conference. We're away from our homes. Let's pretend nobody's there. You come home and your sink is overflowing. You've got a mop, 
a bucket and a plunger in front of you, what are you going to do first? That's right. You're going to turn off the tap. Why would it make any sense to get on your hands and knees and start mopping it up as water is continually flowing over when you want to turn off the tap and eliminate that problem? And that's what we endeavor to do. We're endeavoring to turn off the tap. We're a root cause solution that's working to stop ocean plastic while improving human lives. And as a social enterprise, I'll get into how we do that. The mission, as we said, is to really gather a billion people together to be able to do this, to be able to improve human lives, to give people an opportunity to pick up the plastic that's underneath their feet, give them a place to be able to return it, and be able to exchange that for cash, goods, and services. And when we can turn that plastic into a resource which is treated like money, we start to see action happening. We start to see people take action. We start to see nations taking action. And that's really what we endeavor to do. We go into areas of the world that are extremely affected by plastic pollution, like Haiti, as we see on the screen here. Going through not only plastic issues, but civil unrest, people needing incomes, places where people are making less than $2 a day. With our program, we provide uh, premium rewards for them to be able to return these plastic back to our collection branches and earn upwards of 4 and 5 and $6 a day, actually giving them a chance to transcend poverty. Or places like uh, Baseco. This is a slum in the, in the Philippines just outside of uh, um, Manila. Or in Indonesia, where you can see one of the major rivers uh, choked off by plastic pollution. Or in Rio, where we've also got a program that's uh, being uh, deployed now um, by the support of one of our partners. So you can see that we've got these problems uh, in our own country, and where does it end up? It's not just in shipping barges or anything like that, but it's really the ocean-bound waterways. It's the rivers, it's the streams. Um, when we look at a place like Haiti, or these places that I'm showing you on screen, uh, the waste management there is also not that effective in, in many ways. And you get storm sewers that are clogged up, not just with plastic, but just with debris and waste. So every time that it rains, it picks up the plastic, and it, it starts to create a bit of a flood right through the city. And in Haiti, this comes up right to your car window, and traffic stops to a halt. Plastic moves through the city and the town. The water subsides, goes into the ocean, and people move on with their lives. It's these types of uh, problems that we're really working to address to put root cause solutions into play. So how do we do this? As I mentioned, we go into the areas of the world that are really affected. We work with the locals that are looking for these opportunities and set them up for success. We educate them on different types of plastic that we will reward. Uh, right now, these are the main types of plastic as culprits that are uh, in high demand, as well as high volume, being PET plastics, HDPE, polypro, and low-density polyethylene. Collectors get registered on our system and become a collector member um, as they're over the age of 18, and we do this as a verification on our platform. Then that material is sorted first, 
and then weighed by color, or weighed by type, I should say, of plastic, and then they get a cash reward in return. They can also go a step further and be able to save this value of their plastic in a digital token. And with that token, they can exchange that for goods and services. Uh, they can pay tuition for their children. They can also get uh, high-efficiency cooking stoves, um, medical insurance for our collectors, things that are going to make a difference in people's lives when you don't even have identification. So we put worth behind uh, the things that they're doing. Then this collected plastic is uh, transported to our processing partners in these countries of collection, where it's then washed, flaked, and pelletized, and we provide what's called social plastic to brand partners where they make uh, new products and new packages uh, to be able to put into the world uh, to meet their goals. We hear a lot of companies that have 2025, 2030 goals working to put 100% uh, recycled plastic into their products. So when they see our recycled plastic that comes with this dual narrative of being able to have environmental impact as well as social impact, we start to have a lot of interesting conversations and build stories that can support their broader narrative. But we can't do it alone. It's really done with our partners, who are a lot of the major heroes in this, along with our collector members. One of the ways they can do this is activating uh, collection ecosystems. And for us, the collection ecosystem is a series of collection branches where companies or collector members can bring the return plastic back to these branches in return for the goods and services. These get branded by our partners so that they can show the world that they are active in these regions. Uh, we are currently active in uh, Haiti, in the Philippines, uh, Indonesia, and Brazil. We've also got um, uh, expansion moving into Egypt, um, as well as Belize, um, and areas throughout Southeast Asia. This material, as I mentioned, is then collected. We provide the material as social plastic for companies to use in their packaging. And then on those packages is going to be a mark that says social plastic. And the endeavor is that when a customer is picking up a product that says this is making an impact, this is helping to improve human lives and our oceans versus one that's not, we're starting to see small premiums in a uh, suggested retail price versus one that doesn't move off the shelf more quickly. Another way to get involved is through launching an impact program. One way is through an impact guarantee. Some companies do this and they don't even use plastic in their business. But with every product that they sell, they provide a percentage to the plastic bank to be able to provide more collector rewards. As we mentioned at the beginning, I'm also one of the co-creators of a, a social plastic collection credit. This works very similar to a carbon credit where you've got a uh, emission from your company, but in this case, we've got a plastic footprint. So we are able to take uh, a company's plastic footprint measured by weight and by volume and then provide them with a collection credit. Each collection credit will then neutralize one kilogram of plastic that you use, and we will use that funding to pay for a collector award to neutralize one kilogram. So one for one of what you're using. We've also got a workforce uh, engagement program where your workforce can be plastic neutral. And this is the opportunity for companies to neutralize their uh, staff's uh, plastic footprint for the amount of plastic that they use in their daily lives. 
We've got this number at about 84 um, kilograms per person, and a company can step up and neutralize the plastic footprint of their workforce. One thing that we don't have up on this screen that we see uh, is our interfaith program. And we were very fortunate to be uh, invited to uh, the Catholic Church to speak on the topic of ocean plastics. 100,000 people coming to the Vatican every Sunday for Mass. And with this program, we're able to work with the uh, cardinals who head up poverty and environment so that there's collection systems in play to handle this plastic coming in, 100,000 people every week. That material then gets sold. We then use that funding to be able to provide more collector awards. Some of the material as well is being provided for the Catholic Church to provide a rosary made out of social plastic. So we're really about trying to think outside the box and provide um, novel solutions. Behind this is um, the power of IBM and partnerships, as I mentioned. And one really critical um, partnership is with IBM. And the platform that I mentioned is a blockchain technology that provides an audit trail and traceability of supply chain. So we can show an impact dashboard of material that's been collected, the number of uh, collectors that have been impacted, and communities that have been able to participate. And in this way, with the traceability side, we can leave an audit trail, so Deloitte or whomever your auditor comes in and can give the rubber stamp um, with confidence. So this is uh, something that I'll share with you now, which is a short video that was produced by IBM um, that gives you a bit more of a, a context of what we do as Plastic Bank in a bit of a visual metaphor. So guys, if you could play this video, that would be great. What if we could turn trash into money? The Plastic Bank is doing just that by exchanging plastic for digital credits, redeemable for everything from food to education, powered by IBM blockchain. When you understand the potential of new technology, you can put smart to work. So that's one of the ways that we're building partnerships is, you know, one of the folks at IBM, um, a marketer, sitting at home at the end of the day with his family, <clears throat> having dinner, talking about what he does for work. Usually it's talking about data and black boxes and things that are going to provide security and so forth. But when he was able to see that they could use blockchain to be able to provide uh, security and traceability that could stop ocean plastic, that dinner table conversation at the end of the day really changed. His kids no longer thought that he was just a data head. They were proud to go and talk to their friends and say, my dad is helping stop ocean plastic, helping improve lives. So I would encourage everybody to kind of think outside of the realm of what you currently do and where there's different ways to innovate. So our impact. Again, when we look at our collector members, how are we doing this? How are we providing an Ascension platform? It's really about dignifying recycling in these countries. In, in countries like Haiti, um, Recycling is sometimes looked and frowned upon. Many of the world uh, call collectors waste pickers, scavengers, and 
find that very derogatory. So we make that uh, narrative a little bit different. We call them collector members. We give them identification card. We empower them that this is an entrepreneurial opportunity. And with it, they can actually uh, provide very uh, solid income uh, for themselves and for their family. We provide a lot of hope for collectors that um, no longer have an opportunity to really find ways to earn more than $2 a day. We unlock the access and provide a life beyond recycling. This is one of our collectors in Haiti, Lisa Nassis. She was widowed in the uh, earthquake uh, 2011 and has seven children. She's making less than $2 a day before uh, working with the plastic bank. And with our program, she's become one of our star collectors. She's been able to put uh, three of her kids into school and be able to provide an opportunity to see a life beyond uh, poverty and recycling. This is a program in uh, Haiti that has been funded by Henkel. Um, one of the programs that is in play there is that um, recycling can be brought back to pay for tuition credits, as I mentioned. And uh, to go a step further, uh, in Henkel's program, they've got a program called A Million Chances, which is for women, and it provides an opportunity for women who are down in their luck to be able to have a, a vocational training. The brand on the bottom left is Schwarzkopf, which is a German beauty brand, and with that, um, we were able to put a program where people could recycle their way, first out of poverty, then get vocational training to become a uh, hairstylist. This is a, an ecosystem uh, in Haiti itself. You can see kids standing around a, a solar-powered uh, collection center. Uh, this is one of the only sources of light in Haiti, in the Port-au-Prince area. So it becomes a, a point of security and safety, and often you see kids doing their homework under this light. This is what an ecosystem looks like in the Philippines, much different. Uh, one that's been funded by uh, Aldi, the retailer. And with that, uh, we've been able to use the collection carts, uh, and this is a hub and spoke model where we have a central hub uh, where aggregate collection comes from supporting uh, um, uh, spoke areas for collection. This is a ecosystem in uh, Bali. Uh, where you see that they've gotten uh, creative with scooters and repurposing rice sacks. And these are our collector members and some of our staff in uh, the Indonesia and Bali region. And then as I mentioned, behind all of this is the blockchain. We utilize this technology to provide real-time data, provide the audit-proof supply chain, impact reports, and become the gold standard. And when we're working with 3RI initiative on the plastic neutrality piece, we're looking to tie this data in so that they can work together and people can see an impact dashboard. This is a quick glimpse of what things look like so you can see the amount of plastic that's been collected. This is specifically through Aldi's program uh, showing the impact there. In this case, this is about 1,000 tons of material. Uh, plastic Bank as a whole has been able to collect over 5 million kilograms of plastic to date, which is a number that we're very proud of. And as far as our heroes, we're really working with these companies as partners to help them get on a journey for sustainability, to be able to provide a path of purpose and leave a legacy behind. And some of these partners are here on the screen. On the left and the right, we've got products uh, from Henkel themselves. Um, Ocean Bottle is a group that is doing an impact guarantee, and they provide $5 give back to Plastic Bank for every bottle that they sell. DM is the German uh, retail grocer. 
um, who is also uh, doing plastic neutrality with us. Uh, in the bottom left, uh, Logitech with their gaming mouse. Um, Earth Group, uh, I'm not sure if Matt is in the room, if your hand's up, where are you at? He's, he's one of our partners with plastic neutrality. HelloFresh coming on board to neutralize every box that they sell that's delivered to your door with their brand called Green Chef. And then No Planet B in the bottom left. And then we've got Henkel uh, on the left with uh, another product made of social plastic. Marks and Spencer making their bag, um, their reusable bag with uh, Polypro. And then uh, Windex, one of their SC Johnson's iconic brands. So I leave you with the ability to potentially gather together, become part of the one billion people, join our revolution, gain the benefit of the social impact network that we're building. There's many ways to have local action and global impact and take meaningful action. And with that, I say thank you. Thank you for listening to this Sea Change Conference session. Search for On the Cusp, Alberta Circular Podcast on iTunes and Google Play for more from the RCA or visit recycle.ab.ca to see the full slides and audio presentations. For the latest recycling and reduction news, follow us at 3RsAB on Twitter and Instagram or Recycling Council of Alberta on Facebook and LinkedIn. <laughs>